bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Wednesday. Oh, boy. Hope you're all doing well. I was just muddling over monsters today. Pulled out my... One player's handbook, looking over stuff. I also found my Van Richten's guides. Now, I recommend those for anybody who likes to run any kind of like gothic monsters, or especially undead. I recommend those. And if you can't get the three-volume Van Richten's Monster Hunters Compendium, the individual Van Richten's guides are pretty good too, because what the Monster Hunters Compendium is is all of them combined into into three volumes, including one they never published, which was about witches. And I don't really do Ravenloft because these are pretty for Ravenloft, but boy, are they handy for, for any other kind of role-playing game. If you want to make your undead tougher, this is the place to go. And I thought, I thought a lot about mix-and-match monsters. This is just kind of a catch-all episode. <laughs> One, I saw something on... Uh, here. Here's, here's another tangent. I saw something on Facebook that somebody said, the best horror games, the best type of horror games to run is when they don't know it's a horror game at first. And people were saying, well, yeah, but... You know, I wouldn't want to do that because people expect a certain thing out of, you know, this campaign, things like that. I say it's okay for like a one-shot, for like a one-off game. Because I've seen many, many movies, many, many movies where it's one starts out as one thing and goes into another. Uh, From Dusk Till Dawn is a good example of that. You got a you got a bunch of, a couple of crooks who are thinking they're going to do a heist and it turns into a vampire story, so there's that and it's 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 a nice little change up but like I said I wouldn't do it permanently or I would if you got if you got kind of players who are like they they don't cotton to that kind of stuff then you got a problem but other than that I think it's okay for once in a while and we'll talk more about this stuff after this. Okay, now, what I was going to say, Monsters and the Monster Hunter's Guide. I'm thinking of mix and match monsters, because those are always kind of fun. And the best ones to me come, how, how shall I say it, um, they they come out of desperation. Not desperation, but I mean, you got to be thinking on your feet. Um my My friend Vince came up with a couple of good ones when he was just... You know, the, he said, I need a big monster. Okay, something about pumpkin-headed deer men or something like that. And he said it worked out really well. They were tough, and they loved the battle. So if you got books, even your regular monster books, start looking through them. If you got the Tome of Adventure design, even better, you can make yours out of whole cloth. And there's a lot of... A lot of resources out there to how to make monsters. The random esoteric creature generator by James Raggi, I think, is still out there. So I would try that one if you can find it. And the metamorph, also the metamorphica for, pe- for like 
special abilities for monsters, things like that. Look at other games like Gamble World or something to that effect, uh, Mutant Future. You know, look at look at what they did there, and then you know go go from there. You know, there's just certain basic things you need to need for monsters, and it's mainly hit dice AC, a number of attacks, number you know that kind of thing, and any kind of special abilities you can think of. If you're using a couple of already base monsters, just look at their special attacks or their even their basic attacks, and just extrapolate from there. Like the the I've used ghoul sturges before, which is something that Frog Guy Games came up with, which are sturges who are actually undead. And they've got they've got the ghoul touch, so they can paralyze you and just sit there and drink your blood. I've thrown... I've had boules who breathe fire. That was a fun one. So, you know, just, just, just go off of those, you know, if you know what I mean. And if you want to make them any kind of permanent, then you can sit down and go, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you got to come up with like their whole habitat or anything like that, but you've got to, you've got to sit down and go, okay, how do these things, you know, what, at least you got to do what kind of area they're from, what kind of, where do they, where, where do you find them normally? Abnormally is more like if a you know a wizard summons them or something, but you've got to sit down and go. Okay, where are these? These okay. I use this in a game where it was up north, so they're in basically a a cold a cold area. Things like that. I did a jungle adventure and I brought these things in, so they're basically in a warmer, humid climate, that kind of thing. And if you want to get more elaborate about it, about okay, their habitat. This is their hunt. This is how they hunt. This is how they reproduce. This is their family. This is you know what kind of community, society, pack, whatever they have, that kind of thing. So, that's something to think about. Mix and match creatures can be fun, and they can actually add to your game. They can actually, you might even add one or two to your game, like I said, like I've been saying. So, think about that, and I'm going to go start my day. So, Okay, if you want to talk to me about this or argue or anything like that, oldmangrognar at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again to Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel. Again, thank you very, very much. And don't forget Mark Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Albear. But thank you guys again. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.